Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Forever broadcast. I'm your host, Matt Perry. Join us weekly as we explore the golden era of American radio through the dramas, westerns, mysteries, and comedies that shaped the golden age. Be sure to give us a thumbs up or a five-star review on all of the podcast directories that you may use. Welcome to this week's episode of Old Time Radio Forever. We've been on a long hiatus. I want to thank all of the listeners that have continued to listen to old episodes and some even new listeners as well. I don't want to bore you with uh, all of the trials and tribulations going on here uh, <laughs> at Old Time Radio Forever. Obviously, it's, uh, it's just me. Um, my love of Old Time Radio is what fueled me to begin this podcast, but unfortunately, about six months ago, we lost our main sponsorship, and so when you look at the grand scheme of things, uh, even the little bit of money I received um, doing old-time radio forever, uh, it helped, you know, offset the time put in and the effort, and uh, it was a big hit to lose our sponsorships, but over the last week or so, especially since school is out, and I am a history teacher in my day job, so I have a little time this summer, and I sat and thought, you know, the reason I started this podcast was not to make money. Uh, the reason I started the podcast was my love of old-time radio, um, my love of recording, and my love of sharing um, old-time radio with the masses. So that's why we're back. Um I hope to do once a week. There'll be some weeks where I bust out two or three episodes. You know I've never had a schedule. It is just what time allows, especially since the sponsorships are gone. There is no required day that stuff has to come out. It gets to be as free form as it gets. If you have any show requests, please email us at oldtimeradioforever at gmail.com. I've received some very nice emails over the last couple of months asking where we've been and um, just talking about how much they like the show. And so you were also the reason that I've come back and uh, kind of just had a moment of, you know, it wasn't about money, even though the money was nice, a little bit of money. Trust me, guys, it was not a lot. <laughs> but it helped buy better equipment, things like that. And um, even though I'll miss that sponsorship money, I, uh, I really missed sharing old-time radio forever with you guys. And so back in the saddle again. Tonight, we're going to go back to one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I have played this comedy countless times, but it stands up. Um, I love the comedy duo of George Burns and Gracie Allen. And so there's no better way to rechristen the show than to go to my favorite comedic duo. So, Burns and Allen, the wonderful married radio royalty on Old Time Radio Forever. Are you reducing tooth decay with Amidempt ammoniated toothpaste? Well, answer him, George. Of course, Gracie. I use Amidempt twice a day. You can smile when you say that. Yes, it's the Amidempt Show, transcribed in Hollywood and starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Yours truly, Bill Goodwin, 
B. Benedet, Howard McNear, Hal March, Harry Lubin, and the Amadette Orchestra. For healthy laughter, it's George and Gracie. And for healthier teeth, for fewer cavities, it's Amadette Toothpaste. Since her return from Europe last week, Gracie has been the center of attraction among her neighbors. We find her now telling Blanche Morton all about Paris. Oh, Blanche, I adored Paris. It's so gay and romantic. Well, Gracie, it's sure good to see you. Or as the French would say, je suis enchantée. Is that what that means, good to see you? Uh-huh. Gee, I slapped 12 Frenchmen for saying that to me. <laughs> Tell me about those Frenchmen, Gracie. Are they really, uh, you know... Oh, they sure are, Blanche. <laughs> it must be fun there. <laughs> oh, yes. It's like being uh, in a country full of Bill Goodwins. <laughs> Romantic, huh? Are they? If your husband isn't with you every minute, well. Oh, I'll bet George was fit to be tied. Yeah, I wish I'd thought of it. <laughs> Gracie, do those Frenchmen really eat snails? Oh, no, I don't think so, Blanche. They couldn't eat snails and work that fast. <laughs> Why, in France, even men in their 60s are romantic. Sexagenarians? Well, I wouldn't go that far, but they're romantic. <laughs> oh, gee, Blanche. I wish our husbands had some French blood. Yeah, or any other kind. <laughs> you know, George used to be very romantic when we were first married. Ha, that's husbands for you. During the honeymoon, they're so gallant, so dashing. But look how they wind up. I can't even wind George up. <laughs> Remember when your husband used to rush home from work and greet you with those three little words? Oh, George still greets me with three little words. What's for dinner? <laughs> Just like my Harry. First thing when he gets in the house, the lid comes off the pot. <laughs> You're lucky. George leaves his hat on. <laughs> Frenchmen aren't like that, are they, Gracie? Oh, no, Blanche. They're so charming and romantic. When you sit down to have dinner, they bow and kiss your hand. <laughs> Did George ever kiss your hand before dinner? With his appetite, I'd be afraid to let him try it. <laughs> yeah. If every year of marriage could only be like the first year. Mm -hmm. We ought to pass a law. A law that says a marriage license is only good for one year. One year? Yeah. And then if the man wanted to keep his wife, he'd have to renew it, like a dog license. Uh, yes. But in order to renew it, he'd have to court his wife all over again, have a date with her, and ask her to marry him. Well, it's a fine idea, Gracie, but our husbands will never do it. They'll have to. I'll make it a law. The task Gracie law. <laughs> got to do with it? Nothing, but he's in all the laws. <laughs> well, Gracie, you can't force a man to be romantic. You, you've got to be subtle about it. Well, uh, do you think that would work on George? Well, sure. Now, look, did you buy a negligee in Paris? Yeah, oh, a beautiful one, all black lace. Well, try that on, George. Oh, Blanche, with his figure. <laughs> 
No, Gracie, you wear the negligee. Oh, oh, that's a wonderful idea. Wait till George sees me in that negligee. waiting for you. Look at me. Well, darling? What's for dinner? <laughs> George, is that all you have to say? No. I hope your Uncle John is going back to San Francisco. He keeps eating the pickles. And you know how I love a pickle before dinner. I'd better go and see if... No, 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 George, wait. What is it? Oh, look, my lips are puckered. Doesn't that give you an idea? You've been eating the pickles, too. Oh, look at me. You haven't even noticed what I'm wearing. Oh, yeah. You better take that nightgown off. You'll get pickle juice on it. It's not a nightgown. It's a negligee. Well, here. Slip on my coat. You'll freeze. George, all I need to keep me warm is a pair of arms. That's silly. Take the whole coat. I'm going out to get a pickle. No, no, you're not. Why? Oh, you're going to court me. You're going to take me out on a date and ask me to marry you. Are you crazy or something? I did that 16 years ago. Well, I want you to do it again. What for? To put a little fire into your heart. Let me eat a pickle. That'll do it. (laughs) I mean, the fire of romance. I want to recapture the thrill of our courtship. I want you to be the same dashing lover who swept me off my feet. Look, honey, it's a time for everything. I'm at the pickle age now. (laughs) I only hope that they didn't... Well, well, well. Well, look who's here. Look who's here. Oh, it's nice to see you two together. Oh, it's oh, it's nice. What's doing? Well, I'm uh, I'm trying to build a fire under George. Oh. What's a strange place for a man to get cold? <laughs> Tracy, would you leave the room for a moment? I want to talk to Uncle John alone. Well, that's fine. No remarks for your wife, but the minute Uncle John walks in the room, oh, go 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 go. Oh, go, yeah, go. I can take a hint. Now look, Uncle John. When I invited you to stay here last week, I thought you were our sponsor, the man who makes Amadon's toothpaste. Oh, but I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I, I wish I were. Oh, I love Amadon. Oh, it's, it makes your teeth so... Oh, it's good, I tell you. <laughs> yes, well, we all like it. But getting back to you living here, there's an old saying, two is company and three is a crowd. Oh, that's a nice saying. Oh, I like it. Oh, two is company and three is a... Oh, that's a Darby do. <laughs> Look, so one of us has to pack up and go to San Francisco. That would leave two. Yeah. Oh, but we'd miss you, George. <laughs> oh, we'd miss you a lot. Oh, we like you. Oh, even Mr. Purvis likes you. That's something else I want to talk to you about. Your friend, Mr. Purvis. Oh, he's a strong, rugged man, Mr. Purvis. He wakes up by himself in the morning. <laughs> he sleeps in the park, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know he sleeps in the park, but he eats here. Every time I walk into the kitchen, he's eating. Oh, he's a proud man, Mr. Perks. Oh, he's very proud. I tell him he can owe us for the food, but no, sir, no, sir. He refuses to owe any man. He insists we give it to him outright. 
Oh, he's proud. proud. He's a proud yes. man, Mr. Curry. <laughs> and he's neat, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, see, that reminds me. I must run out and get the latest paper for Mr. Purvis. Oh, he doesn't like to sleep under yesterday's paper. <laughs> well, I'll see you later. Yes. <laughs> Gracie, you've got to tell your Uncle John to go back home. He and that Purvis are driving me nuts. There isn't one pickle left in that kitchen. Well, if certain people would be more romantic to certain people, then certain people wouldn't need their uncles around to keep certain people from getting lonesome. You mean if I go through with the second courtship business, you'll send them home? Certain people catch on very quickly. It's not hard when certain people hit them with a club. <laughs> what do I have to do? Well, we'll pretend we're single, and you ask me for a date tonight. Okay. Uh, how about a date tonight? Oh, no, not like that. First, tell me you love me. I love you. You love me madly. I love you madly. Now, say it with feeling, like you meant it. I love you madly. <laughs> now, ask me for a date. How about a date tonight? How about a date tonight, darling? How about a date tonight, darling? Put some passion in it. How about a date tonight, darling? <laughs> now, let's hear the whole speech. I love you madly. How about a date tonight, darling? Sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> You're, you're busy? Oh, no, no, I'm not really. I, I just said that so you'd think I was very popular. <laughs> now, don't forget, you're going to propose tonight. Just better get rid of your Uncle John. Oh, come in. Hi, Burns. Oh, hello, hello, Bill. Dave, you got any plans for tonight? Mm, I'm afraid so, Bill. Tonight is something I've been waiting for for 16 years. George is going to ask me to marry him. <laughs> to marry him? Mm. Impetuous little beaver, isn't he? <laughs> it's a gag, Bill. Gracie wants me to court her again. Oh. It's so silly. I courted her 16 years ago. But that courtship has grown cold. If you think that one's cold, wait till you get this one. <laughs> Switching networks didn't slow you down a bit, did it? George, I just had a sensational idea. We'll really make tonight's date just like old times. Bill, you can be Riley Jackson. Who's Riley Jackson? He was my rival for Gracie's hand. I guess you know who lost. Yeah, Gracie. <laughs> that you could have left with NBC. Uh, Riley Jackson was Mother's choice, Bill. He was the bartender, and every Saturday night when he came to call, he'd bring something for Mother. Really? What did he bring? Father. <laughs> They were each carrying a load. Now, come on, boys. You're rivals, and uh, you both want me to go out with you tonight. Stop rivaling. Mm, okay. Well, go out with me, Gracie. We'll go to Sam's Delicatessen, where they've got great pickles. Go with me, Gracie. We'll go up on Mulholland Drive and park in the moonlight. I can do better than George with one hand tied behind me. Well, tie both hands, and I'll consider it. <laughs> Well, all right. I'll take you to Ciro's, then. The Mocambo, Romanos, the Brown Derby. How about it? Well, where will you take me, George? You'll love Sam's pickles. <laughs> Mine is hard to decide. Oh, I'll tell you what. 
Each of you kiss me, and then I'll make my decision. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, well, no, no, that's, no, that's... George. If that's the way it actually happened. And besides, you've got nothing to worry about. I picked you, and I can't change history. No. All right. Here's my kiss. And now you, Riley Jackson. Get ready, baby. <laughs> George? What? Let's do this over again, and this time you'll be Riley Jackson and Bill will be George. Oh, no. Goodwin, folks. Every week at this time, I ask you this question. Are you reducing tooth decay with Amadent ammoniated toothpaste? Are you? Have you tried this amazing new discovery to reduce tooth decay, Amadent toothpaste? Are your children using Amadent to help protect them from the pain and grief of ugly cavities every time they brush their teeth? Yes, Amadent is a revolutionary discovery, a genuine ammoniated toothpaste. That means it contains two wonderful ingredients to help prevent cavities. No other leading toothpaste contains these ingredients. No wonder more dentists recommend Amadent toothpaste and tooth powder than any other dentifrice. But make no mistake, Amadent toothpaste still does everything your regular toothpaste can do. Cleans teeth superbly. It checks unpleasant breath. And as for taste, you'll love it. The single difference between Amadent and regular toothpaste is this. Amadent actually does help prevent cavities because Amadent is ammoniated. So if you want truly effective anti-decay action in toothpaste form, ask for Amadent. A-M-M-I-D-E-N-T. Amadent toothpaste at your drug counter. Next week, I hope you'll answer yes when I ask, are you reducing tooth decay with Amadent toothpaste? <laughs> Law? Well, that's Gracie's new plan to keep romance alive in marriages. And it states that every year couples become single again, whereupon the husband must recourt his wife. On the promise that Gracie's Uncle John would move out, George has agreed. And we now find the Burnses having a date. Oh, George, I enjoyed that movie. Humphrey Bogart is so wonderful. Lauren Bacall is quite a dish, too. I'd like to talk to Bogart someday. What about? Well... A man is naturally curious to know what it's like to be married to a gorgeous, seductive siren. I don't think our marriage is any of his business. <laughs> I'll quit while I'm ahead. And besides, 
Dad, dear, we're not married tonight, remember? I've been trying to forget. Oh, now, George, we're going to have fun. We'll do everything just like we did on our first date. Come on, let's go into this drugstore. Is that where I took you on our first date? Mm-hmm. And, George, I want you to order the same thing tonight you ordered then. What a thrill I got when you said to the man, one vanilla soda with two straws. I couldn't order a soda with two straws now, Gracie. I'd be embarrassed to death. Well, now you've got to. Everything must be exactly the same. But, Gracie, Oh, I'm... please, George. Oh, all right. Come on. Hello, folks. Sit right down here. Thanks. <laughs> Funny thing, two of those silly high school kids were just sitting there. <laughs> what do you think they ordered? <laughs> One soda with two straws. <laughs> Did you ever hear of anything sillier than that? <laughs> the whole time they were in here, I was trying to guess whether it was love or the 15 cents. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what would you folks like? <laughs> Who? Us? Sure. Well, tell them what we'd like, George. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> A vanilla soda and two straws. <laughs> well, anyhow, with you, bud, I don't have to do any guessing. <laughs> Just get the soda, bud, and never mind the conversation. Okay. That was vanilla, wasn't it? Yes. You know, we serve a scoop of ice cream in our sodas. So what? So would you like two spoons, or will you wrestle her for that? <laughs> get the soda. Oh, thanks for the soda, dear. I'm sorry you got into a fight with that clerk. You're too fresh to suit me. Oh, you sure shut him up. When he said he'd knock you down, he didn't know who he was talking to. No. But when you got up, you told him. <laughs> that big coward. Hitting a man with glasses. Yeah, and he didn't even take the soda out of them. <laughs> well, let's go home. I've had enough of this. Oh, but darling, we haven't had our stroll in the park yet. That's the way you proposed to me, remember? Gracie, I'm tired and my feet hurt. You want Uncle John to leave, don't you? Well, okay, we'll go to the park. At least I can sit on a bench and rest my feet and feed the squirrels peanuts. Feed the squirrels peanuts? When you've got me? Well, I'll give them their choice. <laughs> Let's go. with you, George. It makes me feel like Tarzan's mate. Mm. Tarzan's mate. I heard you the first time. That was an owl up in the tree. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I, I think of myself as Tarzan's mate. Mm. Tarzan's mate. That was the owl again. <laughs> Nosy, isn't he? Nosy owl, yes. Yeah. You're not acting very romantic, George. I don't feel romantic. Oh, maybe I should have dated Riley Jackson. Who? Where's that nosy owl again? <laughs> that was me. Who was it you should have dated? 
Riley Jackson. Oh. <laughs> Riley Jackson. That was the owl. No, that was the fellow who used to bring my father home. I meant it was the owl that said who. Oh, I thought you said it. I said it the first time. Oh. Me. That was the owl. For Pete's sake, let's go home. No, wait, Judge. You haven't proposed to me yet. I can't think of anything to say. Well, get down on your knees and it'll come to you. Oh, all right. Oh, oh boy. I feel like Errol Jolson. I wish you felt more like Larry Park. Gracie, I hear someone coming. Help me up. Oh, it's Bill Goodwin. He looks just like that owl. <laughs> oh, and, and there's a girl with a match. Oh, hello, Bill. Oh, it's George and Gracie. Folks, I'd like you to meet the girl, my one and only sweetheart. This is Miss Roberts. No, no, my name is Bramford. Oh, pardon me. I thought this was Tuesday. <laughs> uh, would you like to share this bench with us? Well, George, we better find a bench of our own. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pop the question tonight. Oh. Come on, Peggy. We'll see you later, folks. <gasps> George, did you hear that? Bill's going to pop the question. Go hide under that bench and listen. What? <laughs> hide? Well, you'll learn how it's done by an expert. Gracie, I wouldn't think of hiding under that bench. Bill might say something I shouldn't hear. Why, he might even... Wait here, kid. <laughs> Peggy, darling. Yes, Bill, honey? There's something I've been wanting to ask you. I know, Bill, and I've been wanting you to. If you say yes, you'll, you'll make me the happiest man in the world. Well, ask me, darling. I'm waiting. Are you reducing tooth decay with amadan love the sparkling smile Amadeth gives you, Peggy. It leaves your teeth bright, and you'll say your mouth never felt so clean. Amadeth is a grand wake-up toothpaste. Bill, we didn't come out here to brush our teeth, did we? <laughs> oh, no, but it's an idea. Amadeth tastes delightful. That's why it's easy to get children to use it. And it's wonderful to know that Amadeth is helping to protect their teeth against decay. Amadan has been tested and commended by Parents Magazine. But, Bill, I thought... Oh. Huh? What's the matter, Peggy? Well, there's something under our bench. It's dark under there, but I can hear it moving. Well, it's probably just a gopher. Forget it. Now, I, I better look. Bill? What? Do gophers wear glasses? <laughs> Oh, Peggy, don't be silly. Let me look under there. By golly, they do. Well, George, what did Bill say? He said amadant reduces tooth decay. Oh, now why can't you think of sweet things like that? I've got no imagination. 
Well, come on, George. I've waited long enough. I want you to propose to me. Oh, all right. Wait till I get down on my knees again. Oh, there. Now, will you marry me? Oh, I can't. You're much too short for me. <laughs> I'm on my knees. Oh, my. This is so romantic. If this is romantic, one of us is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know who your papa is. <laughs> Uncle John, I ran all the way over here from the park. I just had a terrible shock. What was it? What was it? I'm sleeping in the park. I hear a man talking. I sneak up close so I can see his face. It's Mr. Burns. (gasps) Oh, that was a shock. (laughs) I've come to the gruesome part yet. He was proposing marriage to your niece, Gracie. Oh. Oh, that's sweet. Don't you realize what this means? They ain't married. They're living here without benefit of low and grin. Oh, <laughs> oh Mr. Purvis, this, oh, this is awful. Well, home at last, darling. Thanks for being so sweet to me tonight. You know, Gracie, maybe this idea of yours had something after all. I'm beginning to feel romantic as heck. I knew it would work, sweetheart. I kiss your hand, madame. Oh, George. <laughs> You're acting just like a Frenchman. <laughs> banjour, banjour. <laughs> hey, Gracie. What? A day to try that French negligee on me tonight. All right. But I still think it'll look better on me. <laughs> Let's go in the house so you can put it on. Well, would you like to carry me across the threshold? I sure would. Here goes. Mm. Well, shall we try piggyback? No, I've got you now. Put the key in the lock. Yes. Yeah. Oh. For shame! Rock <laughs> that woman. Mr. Purvis, get out of this house. After you, you cat. Now, don't worry, Gracie. We'll protect you. We'll protect you. Why, Uncle John, don't hold that shotgun to George's head. It might go off and wake up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> What's going on here tonight? There ain't nothing going on here tonight. You're scramming for the YMCA. Scram yourself. Uncle John, when I count three, blast them. One. Hold it. Hold it. I'm going. Fine romantic night this turned out to be. I'll spend it at the YMCA. No, wait, George. It can still be romantic. How? Well, I'll go get you the negligee. It won't fit me. Return in just a moment. Join us again next Wednesday when we'll all be back. George Burns, Gracie Allen, Bill Goodwin, Harry Lubin, and the Amadent Orchestra. Now here are our stars. We're a little late, folks. Good night. <laughs> Have you noticed the new low price on Amadent tooth powder? That's because the enormous volume on Amadent has enabled us to reduce the price. 
Yes, Amadent is now the world's largest selling tooth powder. And no wonder. Amadent contains three times more ammonia-releasing anti-decay ingredients than any other ammoniated powder. Three times more ammoniated protection for you. So if you like toothpaste, get Amadent toothpaste. If you prefer tooth powder, take advantage of the new low price on Amadent tooth powder. Look for the Amadent ad featuring Robert Young, star of Father Knows Best, heard Thursdays over another network. Until next Wednesday, good night and good health from the makers of Amadent, the ammoniated toothpaste and tooth powder. Recommended by more dentists than any other dentifrice. The George Burns and Gracie Allen program was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Paul Henning and was produced and directed by William Burns. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>